All right, welcome, fantasy gamers. Chad back here today. Wanted to come in and do a little unscripted, kind of laws off the wall podcast. Talk about a few things. It's been a while since I've been on here, so uh, got a few things need to discuss. If you've missed any of it, uh, usually on Twitter at Chad W underscore FF. Uh, talk about a lot of stuff on there, but wanted to jump back on the pod today. I uh, missed out on a lot. All season slowed for a while and had to find, you know, different things to do. And plus, I like to take a little break every all season and kind of refresh, reset, and get back in the mode, get back in the hunger for it, which was a little easier this year because shortened preseason and everything and really wasn't much to talk about or anything. So it was easy to get away from because there wasn't really much to get away from. But I uh, hope everybody's safe out there, having a good, you know, good summer. I know it ain't un, un- ideal circumstances, but uh, like I said, I want to come in, uh, drop a few, just talk about a few notes, things that happened here in the last few months. Uh, the Cam Newton news, I don't think I broke a podcast since the Cam Newton news. Uh, really excited to see Cam. Uh, if anybody knows me, I'm a big Carolina Panther fan. I'm also big Cam Newton fan. He's been one of my favorite players to watch for the past decade. Uh, been watching him, watching him in the SEC, watching him destroy my Gamecocks in the SEC Championship 2010. He's uh, He was a special player. He's a uh, you know, big part of me watching the Panthers, like I said, for the last decade. I'm 30. I've been watching him since I'm you know, 20 years old. You know, he's a special dude, but time stage and this is a business and it was time for him to move on and that's that's what the Panthers decided they wanted to do the new new organization new owner new head coach new offensive coordinator all decided that it was best that they move forward without Cam here we are it leaves us with uh, Teddy Bridgewater signing uh, not the biggest Teddy Bridgewater fan I'll be completely honest never really had been Kind of a limited passer to me, just a limited athlete, just kind of a, to me, just sort of a prototypical game managing, uh, don't lose it for you, but not really going to elevate and force multiply your players, especially for fantasy. Uh, I do think there's a few guys that can benefit on the Carolina side. Uh, obviously, DJ Moore, not a slight guy, but uh, likes to run a, a lot of underneath routes, uh, relies a lot on the yards out the catch, short intermediate routes. Uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see, uh, like I said, I nobody knows what Joe Brady's going to do with this new offense. Uh, hoping they'll put DJ in the slot more and then Robbie and Curtis outside and then maybe they'll, hopefully they'll rotate Curtis and, uh, and DJ between the slot and outside and kind of get him where Curtis is a dynamic playmaker, playmaker too. I'm really excited to see what he can do. You know, had, ton of missed opportunities last year which I mean nobody really cares about what you didn't do but Curtis Samuel easily could have could have put up uh, better numbers than he did could have had some big weeks uh, Kyle Allen Will Greer they just you know they struggled to find him deep especially down the field but uh, he's a playmaker dynamic DJ I think it elevates him had a big season last year over uh, 100 targets uh, 100 and, uh, I want to say around 130 so uh, the new tight end, Ian Thomas, I think, uh, I think it's good news for him. And uh, as far as the camp side, New England, 
uh, really excited to see what Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick can do with uh, the running quarterback like Cam. There, they've known, been known to be one of the most innovative teams in football. They brought the two tight end sets. They were the first to abandon the run and throw every game. I mean, they they've pretty much done it all. Anything they could to win, brought back the slot receiver. I mean, whatever whatever it took. They're they're adapters. They uh, no huddle the change of pace, snap cadence. I mean, you, you name it. Like Bill Belichick's always looking for an edge, and uh, Josh McDaniels, solid guy. Worked with Tebow back in uh, was it twenty ten? I think it was. 2009 2010 worked with Tebow you know had uh one of the number one rush offenses <coughs> rush offenses in football I think uh whoever the back may be I've seen uh the the Sony Michelle news uh starting here on pup uh we'll see what happens with Damian Harris uh brought in Lamar Miller but he's also coming off a torn ACL on pup he's still got Rex Burkhead there he's still got James White but uh, I think, you know, Cam, if he does start, he definitely can um, get that rushing game going, open up some lanes for these guys, and and also get going for himself. As far as the passing, uh, like uh, Nikhil Harry, I think it elevates him a little bit. Uh, Edelman, I think Edelman's going to be just fine this year. Uh, I think that'll sort of be Cam's blanket. Relying on Julian Edelman, the nice comfortable slot receiver they've been working together this offseason he's also been working with harry he's also been working with sanu so cam's put in the work bill belichick recently said that cam's a, a real hard-working kid <laughs> like the way he words it but yeah cam's a competitor he's tough he's got a lot to prove so i certainly wouldn't count him out this year and uh <clears throat> that's about all i got on the cam situation uh, we'll flip over uh, some more recent news. Uh, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire news. Uh, Damian Williams opting out for the season. You know, I was a big fan of Edwards-Hilaire to begin with. Not necessarily pre-draft. Uh, he, I had him um, running back. I think I'm running back five pre-draft. But I mean, it's impossible to ignore the situation. I'm not a huge like the situation only matters guy, but I mean, you just can't ignore the. Not only the talent in Kansas City, which any bat would thrive in, but also the philosophy, the head coach, the play calling. Eric, Eric Billamy, offensive coordinator, excellent, working with Clyde already. I mean, hand-picked guy, first round. I mean, uh, the sky's the limit for uh, Clyde. We'll see how his rushing works out. I'm expecting him to get between 12 to 15 rushes a game. And hopefully be heavily targeted, peppered in the peppered in the passing game. It's just what we're all hoping for. Uh, we shall see. You know, it's Clyde Edwards, uh, excellent receiver out of the backfield. He's he's gonna he's gonna catch a lot of passes. You know, like I said, Mahomes handpicked him. Andy Reid, they they're all handpicked. So he, I expect him to come out year one and. I expect her to make a make a difference year one. I, I hopefully we can get some uh, maybe down 60, 70 catches. Hopefully we get a thousand yards rushing and you know maybe ten, twelve total touchdowns year one, and that would that would really I think that would really be a nice year start. And then uh, after that next year, it's just wheels up. Everything's going. 
Uh, we'll see here. We got the, the two tight ends, uh, Kelsey, Kittle. Uh, both signing massive contract extensions. Um, the guys are basically wide receiver ones, high-end wide receiver twos. Both are tied to the good offenses for the next at least four to five years, three years. So I would certainly be in redraft definitely too as well. I'll be targeting them early, late second, late first, early second round. I'm, I'm looking for these guys. I love that positional advantage, especially in, in the start ones and the start twos. I mean, these guys are definitely in. I got a start two dynasty league. I I got fired up immediately with Kittle and Kelsey, and, and I've been adding tight ends. I continuously adding tight ends. Uh, some other news. I uh, heard Marlon Mack supposedly still the starter in Indianapolis. I expect Jonathan Taylor to be taken over there at center. Although I'm a, I'm not a. I believe Mack's a good football player. He's every time I watch him play. I mean, you know, that's a good offensive line, but he creates for himself. I think he gets in there and he, he makes moves and makes guys miss. They don't really use him much in the passing game, although I think he's capable. So um, hopefully they don't do the same with with Jonathan Taylor because I know he's also capable. But uh we'll we'll see how that little situation shakes out out there. Uh receivers, we'll see some uh rookie receivers looking good. Heard Jerry Judy looking good yesterday. Uh my boy Justin Jefferson, really excited about Jalen Rager this year. They should uh fire that Eagles attack. There should be plenty of opportunity for him. Uh, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, uh, Ruggs in the slot. That's one thing I want to speak about. If Ruggs plays the slot, and they put Edwards and Williams out wide, and also put you know Waller right there in tight end. I mean, it's Jacobs in the one back set. I mean, I think that's really their their ideal uh, personnel. I mean, eleven personnel, three tight end, three receivers, and let Ruggs eat out the slot. Throw him, hit him on them slants, and let him get the ball in his hands. He's tough over the middle, big giant hands, doesn't drop the ball, reliable. Let him get over there in the middle, let him make plays. And you got Big Brian and Tyrell outside to take him deep, stretch the field, and also make plays before, after the catch, and intermediate to deep. Uh, both good football, all three good football players. So I'm excited about it. Like I said, Darren Waller in there and tight end to also kind of hold down the middle of the field to kind of keep that extra little space for, for Ruggs to, to move. And all he needs is an inch with that speed. He's a he's an angle killer, and you give him an inch, and he will take a mile. Uh, the uh, tight ends, uh, see Ingram's uh, working his way back. Looking forward to him. Ertz and Godair, that's going to be an interesting situation to monitor this year. Like I said, Rager, I think he's going to have opportunity, but I think Godair might be, excuse me, Goddard might be the number two wide receiver there. We got down Mark Andrews down there looking good. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I wanted to bring you up. Hayden Hurst, a big fan of this year. Uh, I think he's a more talented player than Austin Hooper. I think Austin was more of a product of a system and a role than he was an actual talent. Uh, Hayden Hurst, a better football player. He's going to get in there. He's going to get some opportunity. They gave up some good draft capital and stuff to get him. So now it's just about getting out there, earning, learning some chemistry with uh, Matt Ryan and, and getting ready to take off. Uh, a couple second-year receivers I wanted to talk about. 
uh, Debo going on the pup list start of the year. <clears throat> that leads me uh, to Jalen Hurd. Big Jalen Hurd fan. I uh, actually traded for him last night in the league. Uh, most people would agree I got bent over. I traded Deontay Johnson for Jalen Hurd in the 21 third. So I'm, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurd and also I'm very deep at receiver in that league. So I wanted to take the upside with Hurd. I really like it. Like I said, uh, I think he's got a chance to earn earn his stripes with Debo Samuel out to start the year. So hopefully get in there. Him and IU. And make some things happen. He's a big physical playmaker, as you all know. He played running back at Tennessee. He relegated Alvin Kamara to the bench and then went down to Baylor and got over 100 targets, 1,000 yards. A versatile player, tough physical player in the run game and the pass game. Uh, and my favorite part is his where he landed with, with San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan. I mean, just a perfect situation. You couldn't ask for a, a better player to coach, you know, fit. That's, it's going to be good. I'm interested to see how that's going to come out. And hopefully uh, his back's healed up nice and his wheel's up for him this year. Uh, I want to talk about DK. DK was one of my favorites last year, drafting them everywhere. Uh, got to be sharing with Tyler Lockett this year. Again, as he did last year, Tyler got hurt towards the end of the last season. And DK kind of took over the uh, targets. Hopefully he can be a little more efficient this year, run a little more of the route tree. And uh, I think DK's in for a pretty monster year. He's he's a special player, dude. Some guys out there just look and are built different, and DK is one of them guys. He incredible wingspan, incredible athleticism. Can't beat him off the press. You can't. I mean, you can't guard him one on one. He's he's a really tough matchup. I'm really looking forward to him this year. And also Tyler Lockett, big fan of Tyler Lockett. See how them two guys play off each other, and how the target distribution works out. A uh, couple, a couple more uh, guys going into their second year. Terry McLaurin wanted to speak on him for a minute. Uh, wasn't the biggest fan last year. I do like his skills. Excellent route runner. Gets open. Makes tough catches. Uh, good looking player. Just the offense just scares me. The offensive line is, you know, losing Trent Williams even though he didn't play last year. But uh, I will admittedly say Haskins does look better and looking looking good. Uh, lost some weight. Looking focused. Uh, bringing in Rivera, I love, you know, I love Coach Rivera. I'm being a Panther fan. He's a good coach. Way to uh, hone them guys in, get them focused. So, we'll see how Terry does this year. I, like I said, not the biggest fan in that offense in general. I probably tend to stay away if I'm in Dynasty, though. You know, he should uh, – I expect wide receiver three. Uh, like I said, I don't know. Most people want him to be something, you know, I guess – a superstar, and I think he's a good player, but I think he might be getting a little ahead of ourselves with him. Uh, A.J. Brown, big fan of him in the dynasty, in the dynasty realm of 2020, uh, how the season ahead. I'm, you know, the, the efficiency was insane last year, which he's like a freaking racehorse when he catches the ball. So his yards after catch and stuff are, to the rate it was, is not sustainable, but He's going to be a hell of a yard out of the catch, guy. It's just what he does. He's he's a freight train out there. He's like trying to tackle a damn racehorse. Uh, excellent. But like I said, um, the offense, again, kind of tied to Ryan Tannehill and that run-heavy, you know, Mike Rabel, defensive-minded philosophy. It's just – it's not the – 
my favorite type of receivers to target. I think AJ is probably definitely one of the most talented wide receivers in all of football right now. But uh, like I said, I, if I haven't been if I haven't been dynasty, I'm holding or potentially looking at selling high, and I'm certainly not buying if I don't own them. Going to let it play out and see how it goes. But uh, AJ Brown, the phenomenal talent though. I mean, so we'll we'll see how it breaks with him. I uh, wanted to speak on a couple of the uh, quarterbacks. Kyler, <clears throat> huge Kyler Murray fan. Love his talent. Love his uh, love his passing traits. Uh, flick of the wrist. Uh, quick arm. Quick release. Good arm. Uh, tight spiral. He's accurate. Can push the ball down the field. Quick as a little rabbit. Gets out there and gets the speed real quick. And I uh, love the addition of Nuke. Got still got Fitz. Uh, they loaded it. Receiver Fitz, Christian Kirk, uh, Isabella, Hakeem Butler's coming back off the off the injury. Really looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. Still got Keyshawn Johnson, and of course Kenyon Drake out the backfield. We'll see if they do a tight end with Dan Arnold and and Ricky Seals. But uh, really looking forward to Kyler. I think he's going to take one of them big Lamar slash Patrick Mahomes. Year two leaps, maybe not to the extent of QB one overall and blowing everybody away, but I think Kyler's going to have a really big year. I'm really looking forward to seeing him. A couple of the younger guys, uh, Burrow this year. Uh, like the weapons around him, Joe Mixon. Uh, they got good, you know, John Ross, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd out there. Uh, it's it's a good little uh, skill position unit. Still got Geo back there behind him. I like Rodney Anderson. I don't know if he's going to ever make it back from health. Uh, Travion Williams from Texas A&M. They, they got some talent back there in the backfield. So well, Drew Sample at tight end. I'm curious to see how he's going to do. Second round pick last year. So Joe's got the talent around him. Get Jonah Williams back on the line. And it's... We're going to see what uh, what he's got. I think he's got a good potential to put up some numbers year one. I expect him to be around 25, 27 touchdowns. <coughs> right around 41, 4,300 yards. I expect the Bengals to be competitive, too. I think they'll still be a bad football team, but a competitive bad football team. Uh, look forward to seeing what he's got down the road. Tua, we'll, we'll see where it goes with starting. I've seen some videos of him. and looks good throwing the ball. Nice tight spiral getting the ball out. You know, but like I said, we don't know what's going on with him and Fitz. Uh, whatever happens there, it's a situation to monitor, but uh, definitely high on Kyler. Oh, excuse me, Tua. And uh, Herbert as well. That's, they like Tyrod Taylor out there. Anthony Lynn's kind of an old school, make rookies earn it kind of guy. So I wouldn't expect Herbert maybe to start the year, but, you know, we'll see how that situation, another situation to monitor. And uh, that about wraps it up. I'm sure I've missed a few stories today, but uh, that's all I got for today. If you got any thoughts, uh, hit me up on Twitter again at Chad W underscore FF, and uh, come over there, give me a follow. Let me know what you think of the podcast, and uh, thanks for listening.